This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Bill O'Reilly is on the line. You can hear him right here on WABC. His show Common Sense airs from 9 to 10. Journalist, author, television, radio. He does it all. Welcome back, Bill. And a new book, too. Oh, yeah? Cool. That's what I heard, a rumor. Bill, is that is that rumor true? Yeah, we announced today that the upcoming uh, killing book out in September is Killing the Witches. Salem, which is Salem, Massachusetts. Ooh, I'll read that one. That sounds great. Oh, see, I, I thought you, you were going towards uh, Hillary Clinton, but okay. I'm making my way through no, them one no. by one, Bill. <laughs> the uh, the witches is a different kind of book, but it gets into the real founding of this country hmm. and what happened on the Mayflower and how it all went awry. Pretty grisly, but uh, you can handle it, Laura. I know you can. I can handle a little grisliness. When does it come out? September 26th. I'm almost finished writing it now, um, but not quite. Okay. It is going to be a big surprise to a lot of people. Perfect for uh, Halloween uh, as well. Good timing. Yeah. yeah. So So anyway, I'm I'm a little upset about the synagogue uh, uh, attack in New Jersey, but I'm, I'm looking at it in a different way now. What's that? Um, this is the one in Bloomfield, New Jersey, over the weekend where yeah. a guy with a ski mask threw a Molotov cocktail in the middle of the night. Uh, little damage, yeah. but go. Yeah, but this, you know, when you say a little damage, little damage to the building, but a lot of damage to um, Jewish people and Americans who don't want this kind of hatred uh, to be continuing. But in the past, I took a look at it from a micro point of view of anti-Semitism has always been here. If you trace it way back to uh, its historical uh, roots, uh, you'll find that Jews have always been under siege, and it continues to this day. But in America, I have another viewpoint now. I think that mental illness is on the rise. Mm. And rather than the Nazi kind of anti-Semitism or the Russian kind that we saw in the programs, these incidents aren't organized. They're generated by people who are mentally ill. And, you know, when I see the homeless camps uh, and, and the violence that we have in uh, our, our country, it seems to me that something has happened, whereas more people now are capable of hurting other people than ever before. And I think it's a mental illness. Anybody that throws a Molotov cocktail at a temple in the middle of the night is mentally ill. Yeah. It's not a sane person you're going to have dinner with. Well, so, Bill, let me give you a revelation. Maybe Tony Carbonetti can uh, opine to it. Uh, Tony Carbonetti, you were chief of staff to Rudy Giuliani uh, for uh, eight years he was mayor. Well, last how two many, and a half, yes. How many, how many mentally ill people were in hospitals during that period of time? Well, the mayor was actually very adamant about people living on the street, people causing, committing crimes, 40,000, 45,000, roughly well, you back know then? how many there are now? 3,000, because future mayors or whatever took, took all that the mentally be. ill 
and we classified them as homeless and threw them on the streets in New York. And now they live amongst us. Yes. But you're mentally ill if you want to live did on you, the street. Did you, uh, Bill O'Reilly, did you know that statistic? I didn't know the stat, and I think that's absolutely the cause. Because mental illness and, and uh, substance abuse go hand in hand. And so you can be both mentally ill and a heroin addict, obviously. Correct. Do you think that's linked that's to like, why we're seeing more Asian hate crime as well? Just p- crazy people again, lashing out for whatever not, twisted reason. It's not generated by any rational hatred of uh, Asians. And, yeah. and I, the rational is the wrong word. But any targeted more than it's the perpetrator's mental illness. Now, where does that come from? I think it comes from the dysfunctional families that have risen over the last 50 years into a crisis in America, a crisis that's not talked about, because the government has no solution to this. Government can't go into the house and demand that the parents be responsible or the father doesn't abandon the children. Government can't do that. All right. But we have seen a dysfunctional family problem rise when i was a kid the family was beaver cleaver father knows best everybody in my levittown neighborhood were together divorce very rare children had two parents the parents weren't always the best but they were there now i think a lot of the mental illness and the emotional maladies that we're seeing stem from chaotic families Now, I'm not a psychiatrist or a doctor. I'd have to see studies to back it up. But I suspect that's where all this anger and hatred is coming from. There's another, uh, respectfully, there's another angle to it, too. You have a whole uh, cottage industry of race hustlers who make money out of this. Uh, Religious groups, like, for example, the New York City Council wants to have a a bill now uh, creating a a street name after Elijah Muhammad. And the black Muslims. So that's part of their culture. And he was a notorious anti-Semite. Right. It's part of their culture. Anti-Semitism was part of their culture. And Al Sharpton at the very beginning of his career was a notorious anti-Semite. Yeah, but, and people, you know what I, what I want to know from? Where are all these drugs uh, in, that they want to legalize, marijuana that they want to legalize? Where did this all come from? Now, I just got a text. The country, the... The uh, province of Vancouver, what was the, they wanted to legalize hard, hard drugs. drugs? Hard drugs. I mean, where, Bill O'Reilly, you're, you know, you're, well, you're not as old as I am. You're, you're a little younger than I am. Where does all this crap come from? Well, that came from uh, the Woodstock crew, the progressives that never really grew out of it in the Vietnam era. that think pot is great and pot was this and pot is that. Um, I just want to make one comment on Elijah Muhammad. I know this story inside and out because he's the guy and his son, Herbert, who ruined Muhammad Ali, one of the people I write about in Killing the Legends. And Elijah Muhammad, not only is anti-Semitic, he's anti-white. Caucasians, no. And just to prove that, Louis Farrakhan runs that operation now, All right, the Nation of Islam where Ali unfortunately joined it and they killed him. And that's what a big portion of Killing the Legend is all about. Now, to the drugs, um, I get letters all the time from people who say, well, I smoke pot and it doesn't hurt me. 
And so, therefore, they're okay with legalization of pot. And I say everybody is different. If you're a dysfunctional person, if you have, uh, you know, insecurities or you have self-doubts, all this drug stuff is going to do is make your um, mental facilities worse. But here's something interesting. I, I don't think I mentioned this on Cats at Night. If I did, stop me. I was walking out of Madison Square Garden a few weeks ago, and my son was 19. And we're out in the in, – in, it's about 530 at night, and we're walking down open air, obviously, and the smell of marijuana is overwhelming. Yep. And in all parts of the city now, from 8 a.m. until 2 in the morning, marijuana is everywhere. You just can't get away from it. And my son was appalled. He doesn't take drugs. And, and I looked at him and I said, you know, this is good for you. Because all of these younger people, your generation, who are doing all this intoxicating stuff, they're not going to be able to compete with you. I agree. It's going to hurt. Bill, be, before, hurt. Gonna be, hold them back. before we go to a break in a little while, I think we still have another three, four minutes. Uh, I know where it came from. And I'm going to tell you where it came from. Because I grew up in... Uh, uh, Harlem, and there was never a problem in Harlem. The problem started, it wasn't World War II. It wasn't Korea. It was after Vietnam. They started They started coming, uh, the, our soldiers started coming back as drug addicts. They infiltrated the inner cities, and the crime began. And then the only thing, Senator Moynihan did a project that in in 1970s, 1980s, when Senator Moynihan was a senator, uh, seven, uh, 30%, he was appalled that 30% of the inner circle families were one-parent families. And because the kids would go out and uh, and get get in trouble. And, you know, that was the, one of the reasons I got involved in police athletically. Now, it's not 30% anymore. Seventy percent of the inner circle, inner city, inner city uh, parents are now one parent families, and that's a whole lot of kids to take care of. John, I I knew uh, on one hand fairly well when he did that report. He started in the sixties into the seventies. Yes, he was attacked as a racist, as a yep. bigot, and he said it was a form of white racism to be talking about the inner city families. Didn't he have totally the right. great phrase, defining deviancy down? down. Yeah. And by legalizing marijuana, and next is the, is the harder drugs, you're starting to make it more acceptable to do these things that were unacceptable back in the day, that were a little taboo, right? Well, w- one problem with the way that marijuana has legalization has been rolled out in New York, it was decriminalized before they gave the license licenses to the legitimate right. sellers. So you have this whack-a-mole situation of these storefronts just opening up illegally, willy-nilly, which creates this feeling of chaos and kind of who's in charge here. No one. And meanwhile, at the same time, I'm concerned that that's going to undercut the legitimate guys when they actually open because you can buy this other stuff. I have a correction. Yes, go. Father Alex Colusos, vicar general of the Archdiocese, just texted me. it was Malcolm X, not Muhammad Ali. Who said Muhammad? Did somebody say Muhammad Ali before? No, no. Bill said that they ruined Muhammad Ali, Elijah Muhammad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Bill said that. that's, right. no, that's correct. Yes, that's Bill, correct. Bill is absolutely correct. Muhammad Ali. Bill is never wrong. All right. Uh, Thank you. I'm going to be listening to you at 9 o'clock tonight between 9 and 10, the number one show on WABC in the evening. 
uh, on WABCRadio.com, on 770 on our dial, and on your iPhone on 77 WABC. What are you going to talk about at 9 o'clock tonight, uh, Bill O'Reilly? We have pretty interesting analysis of the five police officers who killed a 29-year-old in Memphis. Um, hmm. And it's inexplicable because they killed themselves at the same time. There's six lives destroyed here. And why? So we have a guest on who knows the Memphis um, government and police agencies. And that's my lead. And I think people will be fascinated to hear what is going on in that city. Great. We will definitely be tuning in. Bill O'Reilly, thank you so much. It is always good to hear your voice. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.